0: Welcome to the Salt of Carmel podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Carmel, Indiana. We are here to have the opportunity to hear individual faith stories and learn how God has touched our parishioners in their spiritual journeys. I'm Jody Curtis, a parishioner, and with me is my co-host, the ever faithful and stupendous David Cook. He's the Stewardship Director at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. David, who's our guest today?
1: Well, our guest today, well, first off, thank you for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> our guest today is Miranda Army. We had the benefit of having her husband give us his little faith journey, his side of their marriage, and so now we're going to get the actual truth of the faith. In the. <laughs> you know, the wife's always right. So, Miranda, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on today.
1: Well, oh, great. We're, we're glad to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners?
2: Sure. Um, so I'm a daughter of the parish. I have been a parishioner, I guess, since um, I was a, in kindergarten at OLMC. And um, I've been married to my husband, Sean, for almost eight years. We have three daughters and are expecting our first son in February. So just a couple mm-hmm. weeks left.
1: There you go. Um,
2: and I'm currently a stay-at-home mom and a graduate student. Nice. Nice.
0: nice. And Miranda, can you tell us a, a little bit about, you said you were a kindergartner at o, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Tell us about your life
2: as a child. Sure. Um, at OOMC, um, you know, I benefited from our parish and my young heart was really formed in Christ um, through the examples of the Sisters of Notre Dame that were there um, as at, when I was a student there and all the faculty and staff. Um, they were just such beautiful examples to me and I really thrived as a young Catholic. Um, and actually it's kind of funny, I, you know, Father Richard um, arrived at olnc right around the time that um, I was in school. Sure. And he's actually in my first communion photo. We go way back. And I remember um, that I was really terrified of him. Yeah. <laughs> so tall. Yeah, um, are you still
0: terrified?
2: I'm not still terrified. He actually married us. He's obviously, you know, been a good friend um, through the many years. But no, I was very scared as a small you know, six-year-old. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I can't even but, I can think yeah. about that all the school kids. So It's just <laughs> terrible. <tiring.
2: Right.
1: laughs> oh, man. So where and how did you meet your husband? We got a little bit of it, but let's let's dig in.
2: Right. So um, my family, my parents were actually some of the um, kind of faithful Catholics in the diocese who um, helped develop and build Garen Catholic High School. Wow. Wow. Um, and so I really benefited from their example of you know faith and action and um being a part of Garen in those early years. But um, you know, I could talk all day about Garen and that just magnificent place um that has blessed me in so many ways. But primarily God used that place to bring Sean and I together. Um, and now in case you're wondering if we were high school sweethearts, no, we were not. In fact, <laughs> we were really truly an unlikely match. Um I was kind of that, you know, freshman class president involved in campus ministry, all the musicals and the plays. And um, I guess, you know, Sean would say that I was like that kind of shining student in many ways. Um, But I guess I met Sean, I guess, you know, because he actually failed a theology class. Oh, that tells you anything about our differences in high school. Um, So he's actually one year older than me and he failed his class, um, Mr. Adams' class. And so he was in my class to retake it. And that's where we met.
1: <laughs> I remember that. He actually said the, the way to get a good wife is to fail your theology class. That's so. right.
2: right. It's kind of our big joke that you know, God, God, <laughs> God keeps William kind Garen of. All
1: students out there.
2: <laughs> right. All the Karen students. God keeps kind of bringing us, um, kept bringing us together in just some of the most unlikely ways, I think. Um, We didn't date in high school, we, you know, that kind of began in college, but we were friends through high school and I really, I think what um, brought us together was he, as you probably heard in his podcast, was very um, philosophical minded and I really enjoyed diving into theological conversations with him um, and kind of exploring those thoughts because, you know, I was able to take the truth that I knew and, um, help explore them with him. Um, and our friendship grew through those long chats, like on the phone at the lunch table. Um, and way before we were boyfriend and girlfriend, I remember we had an assignment in theology class, one of our theology classes to say a novena for a special intention. And he was one of my intentions. So little did I know that was kind of a foreshadowing event Mm -hmm. for times to come. Um, when we, yeah, I know it's kind of, And God keeps bringing us together as we both went to. Yeah. So as we both went to college, um, this friendship turned into kind of a long distance relationship um, with that foundation of honest communication. But we did not have Christ at the center. You know, college for me, as with many, many young men and women kind of was an up and down roller coaster with my faith. Um, But as we continued through our relationship, I continued to feel called back to the church, um, kind of in preparation for what I knew was to come, and that was our calling to be married. Um, and so through much prayer, um, Sean chose to be confirmed, and then as soon as he was confirmed, he proposed like a month later. Wow. <laughs> you, know, it's like, you know, God was calling out to both of us to create that Christful relationship and marriage. But honestly, I think Sean knew that there was no marrying me without being Catholic.
1: (laughs) Let's let's pause there a little bit. What do you remember specifically what that call back was like for you? Like how God got you to make yourself serious?
2: Well, it's it's interesting because I think, um, you know, it's it's little moments in your day where you just you you miss the tradition of the church and the and the peace of being in a sacred space and receiving the Eucharist and um you know at where I went to school there was a community um through bible study and um just finding that that community in faith with a shared faith um You know, it really just drew me back in, you know, drew me back into into Christ, into that peace, you know, that peace with him. Um, but also knowing that if we were really going to create a healthy, strong marriage, we would need all the grace we could get. You know.
1: And all the peace you could get.
2: (laughs) And all the peace. (laughs)
1: That's that's following the Lord's will. That's awesome that you said it.
0: And then Miranda, what was your faith like when you were first married?
2: So when we were first married, um, we definitely continued to have that roller coaster of faith together. Um, we settled in Carmel and became officially parishioners of OOMC together. Um, however, having a Christ centered marriage after years with not having Christ at our center at the center of our relationship wasn't easy. That wasn't kind of a very easy transition. And I think, you know, if, engaged couples are listening to this or somebody who's in a long, you know, in a relationship that could be on the path to marriage. Um, it's not just, Oh, well, as soon as I get married, I can be, you know, faithful and and moral and all these ways. (laughs) It's not super easy to do that. Um, so obviously you get a lot of grace, but um, it's almost like when his faith would would kind of rise, my faith would fall, and, and it was kind of vice versa. And we and we went on that roller coaster for several years. Um and early in our marriage, we also had some significant challenges. Again, God kept, I think, allowing and permitting these things to happen in our lives so that he could draw us closer to him um, and calling out to us to kind of lean on him. Um Sean I don't know you know if you share this with you, but he actually fell off a cliff when we were married like he went on Literally a trip one of, these a m- one of these many challenges when we were married when our second daughter was just a baby he went on a camping trip with his um best friend from college and he you know, actually fell off the cliff. That was about 15 feet, could have been so much worse, wow. but he suffered a really serious TBI. Um, and anyone who suffered with traumatic brain injuries mm. knows that it's a long road to recovery, but he really wasn't fully himself um, for over a year. Um, and obviously, you know, through the grace of God, it wasn't worse and he was able to fully recover, but that was a really dark time in our marriage. And I wish we were able Again, at the time to lean on God, but we just didn't, we weren't quite on the same page yet. You know, so there was kind of that one big challenge that we didn't, we weren't on the same page um, with God quite yet. Um, and then after that, one of our daughters, um, so right after he made his full recovery and I was kind of getting my career back in, in line, um, one of our daughters had some health events that required me to actually leave my job and stay home full time. And at the time I had been preparing to go to graduate school and we were kind of really forced to readjust our goals. And again, God kept saying, you know, Hey guys, like I want into that family and I want into that marriage of yours, um, you know, listen up, (laughs) you know, God, um, he, again, he kept working even though we weren't listening. So Hmm. he wanted us to settle, you know, here in this area with this parish, in this community so that he could continue to work his plan in our lives, little did we know. Um, and honestly, it wasn't until um, 2017, Advent is always my favorite season, that I just couldn't ignore that call anymore. I think Advent is a really beautiful time where I think a lot of people come back and, and feel that um, beauty of faith and that and that journey with Mary. Um, and I desperately just wanted to find that place in our church, in, in our parish at OLMC, um, and I just felt so strongly that I wanted to bring our family back to God and was just longing for a faith community to support me. Um, and when I say, you know, you know, support me and support raising our family, you know, Sean and our, our marriage was never in danger or failing, you know, by any sense of the word, but we were both individually kind of failing. Um, you know, with you know, I was feeling in this way that I was struggling with trying to figure out how to be a stay-at-home mom after being so career-oriented and thinking I was going to go to graduate school and and all of these things. Um, and Sean, you know, was struggling with some very um, serious, significant mental health challenges and episodes um, that some of the most serious that we'd ever experienced together. Um, and I knew um, he probably went into a little bit of this at the podcast with you. But during that time, the darkness that he was experiencing and fighting was really seeping in to our family and our marriage and even into my own relationship with God. And I just knew that I needed the church. You know, I needed that church. And I and I wondered, you know, in this time of, you know, before I kind of, as I was making my way back, you know, why would God bring me into a marriage with a man that couldn't support our family's faith, you know, and, and why would God permit this darkness, you know, in this person that I loved so much? Um, and I was just full of all of these questions and all of these doubts and all of these anxieties about the state of my husband's soul, but also, you know, my soul and our family. Um, and it was really, you know, a kind of a turning point for me. And I knew I needed to come back to the church
1: Wow. Thank you. Just first off, just being very vulnerable. I think a lot of marriages kind of go through this uphill battle, but you mentioned a turning point. What did you do at that point to turn it around or how did you let God turn it around?
2: Yeah. So around that time I um, decided I needed to kind of focus on my faith. And I took a holy hour at the adoration chapel, which again, is just like the biggest blessing, to our parish to have a 24-hour holy hour or adoration chapel. Um, and I remember seeing there's a table right outside the chapel that they post different announcements and intentions to pray for. And there was a sign that um, asked um, adorers to pray for the women who were about to make the next um, welcome retreat, formerly Christ Renews His Parish.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And one week when I went in, I had seen the sign for a few weeks and I just went ahead and I just decided, you know, I literally was standing there with my phone and I decided to sign up. I so I'm just going to sign up. This was for the March retreat um, in 2018. So team 82. Um, and at the time it was to me, very spontaneous. We know nothing is, you know, just kind of spontaneous, you know, God knew what exactly what he was doing. (laughs) Um, and again, I, I could talk all day long about Christ and his parish, the welcome program. Um, but ultimately we'll say that, you know, God called me to this wonderful group of women and to this retreat and it changed my life and subsequently my husband's life and the trajectory of our family. Um, I left that retreat, knowing that I had to be a pillar of faith for my family and that I could and had to do everything I could to bring my husband and children to Christ. And in the retreat, you know, you have opportunities um, for different things. I won't give anything away. Hopefully, you know, those who are thinking about going on the retreat will sign up and go. But I spoke with Father Aaron um, and desperately was seeking his advice on what I could do to help bring along Sean's conversion and he told me, you know, there's a lot of things that you could do, but ultimately, love him, love him, and pray, and pray. Um, and it seemed just like so simple. <laughs> you know, I was I was prepared to go and you know buy him a bunch of books or like prayer cards or like things, and but it was so simple. And I just came out of that retreat. And I was prepared to be like St. Monica and patient and determined in prayer for just the conversion of him and and my family. Um, And throughout that whole process, the welcome formation process, um, every week my intention was for Sean's conversion. Um, You know, I quietly left our house every week to go to our meetings, Um, even though Sean was still struggling at home with his, you know, with this darkness and, and everything that he was going through, but you know, Christ, Jesus, Parish. it allowed me to get my spiritual house in order so that I could become that pillar. Um, and we just, I just prayed, man. I just (laughs) fervently prayed for his conversion for months and months. I mean, I said more novenas much like that one I said in high school. Uh Um, I said a 54 day novena, just countless hours in adoration chapel and you know, the whole time, my chirp sisters were also praying too. Um, we just flooded heaven. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah, I mean, we kind of know what happened having Sean be on it, but
2: <laughs> right. now you know. <laughs> um, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't until a year later, though. I mean, it took. It took a while, right? Um, it wasn't until a year later um, that I kind of thought maybe I could approach him um, about the idea of attending the men's retreat Um, i knew kind of based off of kept remembering what father aaron was was saying to me and you know not trying too hard um and not pushing it too hard but just kind of offered it up like you know hey the next welcome retreat's coming up um if you want to think about it and you know honestly at this point you know i'm i'm pretty sure sean did not believe in god um you know he had um just obviously so many doubts and questions but so I didn't mention prayer or conversion or you know, hey, this is going to be great for you. I just kind of said, you know, it might be fun. You can get a weekend away from the kids, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like whatever what, it takes. Right. <laughs> what else? Does, what else do like dads with young kids want? They want like to be able to get away from the kids sometimes, and um, you know, I didn't know at the time um, that when I had asked that he was experiencing just you know, some of the most intense, you know, anxiety and depression that he had ever, you know, had in his life. And um, for him, it was truly a turning point. You know, when I had asked him, you know, I think this darkness allowed him to be receptive to this plan. God was working for us, you know, in so many ways. Um, And I also was chatting with my trip sisters about um, their retreat. Some of their husbands were planning it. And they told me that some of the, there were other young guys with young families. And, you know, I thought, hey, you know, honey, like there's going to be some people that maybe you have something in common with. And then I saw on the list, there was actually somebody that we went to high school with. And that was kind of the hook. And Sean was like, okay, well, at the very least, I'll be able to go and just like make jokes, you know, with our old, <laughs> our old friend from, from high school and. Um, he was like, sure, why not? That was Thursday before the, he left for the retreat, which you have to leave on Saturday morning.
1: Uh-huh. So. Dang. so after a year of patiently waiting and prayers on prayers on prayers, how did it feel after the retreat was over?
2: Yeah, I didn't know what to expect when he was going to come home, but it was it's just indescribable. It was incredible. I mean, words can't describe how much Sean changed. Um, I could tell that he had a true conversion moment at the retreat and that, that darkness had, had just gone away. And, you know, I use like the word darkness for just like all of those, you know, like feelings of, you know, anxiety and depression. And, you know, it's just It was just beautiful. And I honestly didn't think that this sort of beautiful conversion could happen to like somebody that I knew or like my husband. Um, It's really like something out of, you know, a novel or a movie. Um, But all of, you know, my years of prayers and novenas and intentions for my husband were answered tenfold. He came home just. You know, a different man, you know, still with the same struggles, you know, he's still, st- we still struggle with some of the same things, obviously, you know, mental health is a continuing battle and, um, and doubts, you know, he still is very much that, you know, philosophically minded, um, <laughs> individual, but he is filled with Christ and the Holy spirit and just the trajectory of our lives, our marriage, our family, you know, it's just, it's been changed forever. Um, you know, God is now, just firmly present in our family. Um, we joke that perhaps I didn't quite know what I was getting into, and how <laughs> fervent Sean would be. <laughs> um, you know, God opened the flood floodgates, and um, He's really just blessed Sean with this passion and fervor and faith beyond measure. I I still, you know, I'm shocked and almost get whiplash sometimes with just how much, you know, he has just fallen in love with the church and with Christ and how much of a blessing this is to our family.
0: Miranda, what a beautiful story. And thank you for sharing that with us. What what now, you know, we like to ask, what keeps you salty or keeps you going as a disciple of Christ?
2: So right now we are, um, really enjoying, um, bringing, you know, again, this is relatively new to us, this, um, Christ at the center of being, you know, in our family. And we have three young children. Um, we're really enjoying, um, trying to make our everyday liturgical. Um, so, you know, having, you know, We're trying to institute a rosary at night. No, it's not super successful when you have a (laughs) two-year-old and a five-year-old and a first grader, you know, but, um, we're, so we're trying to do things like that. And, um, but also, you know, I personally am continuing to try to work on my own faith and I'm listening to the Bible in a year podcast with father Mike Schmitz that we know is super popular and I'm finding a lot of, um, joy in that and trying to read scripture more this year. Good for you. Yeah, that's, that's awesome.
1: Huge. I don't think enough people really dive into scripture. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And I think we should end with a prayer, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. We're Catholic, so let's do it.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for Sean and Miranda's willingness to come on and, um, publicize their marriage to publicize their struggles to give you the glory um, to thank you and to try to inspire other marriages that are going through similar struggles that all you need to do is be patient you need to love you need to pray and god has a plan lord we trust you um, will take care of all of these marriages as you take care of all of our lives when we ask in your name we pray amen amen awesome.
0: Father, please. Amen.